Welcome to Conversations with I Follow the Leader, made possible by I Follow the Leader, LLC. I am your host, Antonetta Mosley. I'm the CEO and Principal Leader at I Follow the Leader and a Certified Diversity Professional. I founded the firm in 2016 because I believe the historical prototype of what a successful leader looks like needs to change. We help leaders and organizations thrive and reach their highest potential. This is a place where those of a different feather can soar together. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome. It is Antonetta Mosley, Chief Encouragement Officer at I Follow the Leader, and we are here for episode 56, Receive the Ease with Kristen Carver-Smith. I am so excited because we don't do this often, but this is going to be a double episode. You all get a double dose of Kristen Carver-Smith. And after you hear this first episode, you are, are going to want it. We will dive in to receive the ease and then make sure you listen in and stay tuned for part two. We are going to release that tomorrow. Part two, where we're going to have a courageous leadership interview. I am so excited to introduce you to the dynamic Kristen Carver-Smith. And what I want you to know about Kristen is I'm not just bringing her on professionally. I've actually gotten to know her as a person. So you are in for a treat. I want to bring her on and then I'll read her bio because she is just gorgeous. So if you're listening, try to go watch it on one of the platforms. Welcome, welcome, Kristen. Oh my gosh, Antonetta. I am just, I'm so moved by that intro. And I'm also like, do people realize that really we have been having these behind the scenes conversations for a hot minute and we've been yes. saying all along, like every time we get into the middle of them, we're like, you know what? We should have hit record. We should have hit record. If people only, if people only heard, if they only saw, if they only knew. And so I'm just, I'm so, I'm so grateful for the invitation to, to be um, in community with you and with everybody else today. Of course, for those tuning in, you can let us know in the chat, whether you're watching live now or whether you're listening to the re-record, let us know where are you watching from? Would love to know where you're tuning in from. I'm currently in Durham, North Carolina. I'm gonna let Kristen share where she's from in a second. But why are you here today? It's because, right, you are a bold and brave leader who wants to shine brightly without burning out. Today, mm -hmm. we're going to learn how do we navigate through those no's, and Kristen's going to share a lot about her experience. Again, mm -hmm. I said she is dynamic, and she is. She is the CEO and founder of the New Fashion Co., and her company is dedicated to creating a more just, and joyful world by amplifying bold ideas and brave voices in the media, on stages, and in partnerships. Mm -hmm. I love it. One of the reasons I partnered with Kristen was just the About Me on her website. I was really intrigued. And so we're going to delve into the new fashion. Why is it a more sustainable way forward? And Kristen's going to share 
some of her tips. Again, usually people pay her for these tips, but today she's going to give you a sneak preview on her unique perspective to relationship building, handling rejection, and understanding the difference between Kronos, which is sequential, and Kairos, which is opportune time. Mm. Please help me welcome Kristen Carver-Smith. Thank you. Come on, Kristen. Let us know where, where you're from and, and just how you're doing today. Antonetta, I feel like like I, I felt like I should have like a run out. <laughs> like that. <after laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and welcome, Trina. Trina said she's excited. She pumped. She's pumped. She knows us both from the virtual world. Trina, so good to see you. Hello, hello. Yes, yes, yes. So glad to have you here, Trina. Yeah, mm-hmm. let us know. Where are you tuning in from, Kristen? Yeah, so I am tuning in from Nashville, Tennessee. I'm a born and raised Nashvillian, so it's stormy, it's rainy here right now, but um, but I'm carrying the light. I'm carrying the light. I love it. And what you will see, and even here, if you're not watching, is the light that Kristen brings to every conversation and in her partnerships. And so without further ado, we're going to delve deep today. If you can first start by telling people the new fashion code, I'm sure nobody has heard that before. Yeah. What What is the new fashion code? Yeah. So I, I got the vision for the new fashion code probably three or four years ago. And I wanted to I was frustrated when I looked around the sort of exposure land that I'm in, right? Sitting in the PR, the speaking in the sort of brand partnership space. And I really felt like there was a lot of old fashioned strategies. I felt like there were a lot of old fashioned beliefs. We're operating inside of a lot of old fashioned systems. And I thought, what would it look like to create something new, to literally fashion something new? And you know, in, in that sort of same vein and spirit, to me, new looks like just and joyful because we, we know that the old is not, right? We know that the old is not. And so that's the new fashion co was born out of a desire to create something new and something that was more just and more joyful. And I think, you know, when we talk about those two words, that can be in any corner of the universe, right? It can literally be you are an interior designer who is trying to create a more just and joyful space for people. That can look like you're a stylist, you're a DEI expert, right? You're a chief encouragement officer. It can look, it could look like you're a recording artist, right? So it's like you are creating more just spaces and more joyful spaces for any sort of room that you move in. That's the new fashion co. I love it. And I love, right, the combination of just and joyful because often you'll hear people talk about one or the other. And so I just think I haven't heard people really putting those together in the way that you and your your company have. And uh, like I said in the beginning, I have had the pleasure to be able to partner with you and your firm now for over a year in a variety of different ways. And so for those who are saying, yes, yes, I need this. Can you just give us a high level and we'll link 
your company so people can follow up. But I would love for you to just tell people more about what do you all do? And then we're going to go into how can leaders, right, really live that out? Yeah. So what we do is we work with bold ideas and brave voices and we help them get seen in the media. We help them get heard on stages and we often, um, you know, sort of negotiate brand partnerships between an individual and an organization, a corporation or a brand. And, you know, I, I love that we get the opportunity to serve individuals in that way, because I think it's, you know, when we talk about new fashion too, right. Of I see, a lot of uh, PR agencies that are really, you know, sort of heavily based in the in the media landscape. And I think that as we look ahead to to what's new and what's kind of coming, I think that those things are going to be, you know, that speaking and brand partnerships and collaborations, right? All of it is going to be needed in order for us to get our messages and our goods and our services and our genius and our talents in front of the people who need them the most. And so that's what we help bold ideas and brave voices do, right, is, is get seen in those ways. And, and really, it is all about us understanding who is the perfect person to receive your giftings and your talents, and then helping, helping you connect the dots and, uh, you know, creating those opportunities for you to get in front of them. That's great. And, uh, you know, you are someone I would always uplift because, just what you say is what you do and who you are. And so I think it's so powerful when you can read a website, right? Often people are good at writing things, but when you can see um, a founder and a CEO walking that out, and when you look at your client roster, mm-hmm. right, it reflects what you're yeah. doing. And so I just want to take a moment to thank you because what you're doing is rare, right? You you brought up systems and obviously I do a, ra- a lot with equity and inclusion and belonging. And right now in 2023, our systems are often set up to keep people out, right? Who, who right. look like me, who look like you. And so yeah. I think it's so beautiful what you're doing and it's helped me significantly just with my message. And so I'm really grateful for mm-hmm. you, for just sharing a little more about the type of voices you work with. And for those who are really resonating, I really recommend um, Kristen's VIP day. So the new Fashion Co. has a VIP day and we'll link to that website page. Even if you're unsure right now, that's mm-hmm. a great way to get things out that maybe you haven't ever gotten out before. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, first, like this is Love Fest 2023 right now. Like I just I'm like, yes, you know how much I love and adore you. And, you know, I think that I think for leaders right now that we have this, you know, we and and we have we've had it for a while, like but we really have a radical opportunity to decide, are we going to be about it or are we just going to talk about it? Right. And so I really feel like, you know, in deciding to create the new fashion co i i didn't know then that really what i was doing was creating lots of built-in accountability (laughs) in terms of if i call myself if we say that our team is the new fashion then we actually have to model that then we have to really live that out every single day and that means in radical ways right that means in in challenging lots of norms and and challenging the status quo constantly And I'll just say, it's not, 
it is not for the faint of heart, right? There is an incredible amount of discomfort that comes yes. with that of saying, you know what, I actually want my employees to, when I say that I want them to, re to be really rested, not only do I mean it, but I'm actually going to enable it, right? Like I am going yes. to enable and empower that. When I want, when I say that I want to see more diverse voices in the world, I'm going to actually not just say that, but I'm going to represent them and I'm going to advocate for them in, in very powerful ways, right? Like yeah. I think as leaders for anybody that's listening to this right now, like I, I hope that one of the things that comes across in this conversation too, is that, you know, there, there are individuals, there are people who are actually committed to walking to, to walking business out in radical integrity and are ready to cheer you on in the process and help you and uplift you and support you in that too. I think that, you know, it, we're, we're sometimes, you know, we get weighed down by thinking we're the only ones, right? Like I know yeah. that there are sometimes I'm like, am I the only one that like cares, about, <laughs> you know, cares about some of these things. And yes. I have the privilege of, uh, earlier this year, sitting in a room with about 15 other leaders and founders who are actually walking it out, right? And I, I remember looking at them, like looking at each one of them, and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I can rest. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And then I, and, and then I, and I thought that, and I was like, I can rest because I know so-and-so is going to pick up the baton on this day. And I know when they need rest, yes. they can pick it back up. And so I just, I just want everybody here too, that's listening right now to, to know that like you are in community, literal community right now yes. with people who like, not only want to, we will carry the baton with you, but we're yes. also totally down for if you need the rest and you need to pass it off. Like we got you with that too. Right. So I, I just, it. that is the new, Right. That is the that new. Is the new. And I love the the carry baton with you. So I'm a former track athlete in high school and, and college. And you are only supposed to run your race. You cannot run other people's race. Right. Mm -hmm. As much as you may want to, it doesn't matter how fast you are. Everyone has a piece. And so mm -hmm. that is beautiful. And I think you posted something and I won't do it in this episode, but I'm going to have you explain more one of your secret talents in the next episode, mm -hmm. because I saw on Kristen's Facebook her talking about this and then what she shared with that group. And I haven't even told Kristen, but I downloaded it and I've been listening to it. So um, I just want to say that. So stay tuned for Kristen's secret talent right now. Um, probably not secret forever. And so I think it's a great transition. You talked about needing to rest and, and right, handing it off to others. And I think often people, especially those who are historically underestimated, get really exhausted. And yeah. so can you share if, if they're hearing those, if they're tired, right? Why is it so difficult for people to hear no, right? What, what does that do to people when they're hearing those no's? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think there's a couple of things that we have to keep in mind is that for those of us who are from marginalized communities is that we, a lot of times we are literally walking around bare skinned, right? And so we don't always have the, the, the privilege of the protection 
of our, of our literal skin, right? And so it's like, we feel everything times 10 because we don't have a barrier there, right? So it's like the nose, the nose hit harder because there is no barrier. And, and I have, a, you know, when I first started out as a publicist, um, gosh, I just, I remember pitching so much and just crickets. And, of, you know, of course I was starting out and I didn't have any media relationships. I didn't have any contacts. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out, all, all I knew is that the person that I was representing had, their story had literally changed my life and it had changed the, it, it actually had changed one of the relationships in my life. And so I just knew if this is what this story, if this is what this human could do for me then think of what they could do for millions of other people. Right. And so I kept pitching and trying to show up and, and it was exhausting hearing literal crickets, hearing nothing. Right. And then there was sometimes I would get no's, right. People would just write me back now. And I would take those no's so personally, right. These people hate me. This person doesn't like me. This person thinks <laughs> I, right. All the things, right. Yes. All the <laughs> and I just started getting into this, um, you know, I, I started like really letting all of those things weigh me down. And I just, I, I sort of had like an a, a epiphany one day of what if I just tacked a T onto the end of no, and then added a right now? What if I just turned it into not right now? What if what they're actually saying to me now, I want to be like, I want to be very clear that like, I am talking about this in the context of, I am not saying that we should, when people tell us no, specifically when it pertains to consent that when, you know, that when people tell us, no, we should just say, Oh, what they really mean is not right now. (laughs) What I am meaning by that is that when a journalist, when an event organizer, even when a corporation right now, right. Like expresses, you know what, we're going to pass on the story We're you know, thank you so much. This does not mean that they're passing on you. They are not passing on you. I think that like, I want everybody to hear that. They are not passing on you. They might be passing on the angle. They might be passing on the programming. They might be passing on the pitch, but they are not saying no to you as a human, right? And so that is what is the, the you know, I think when you kind of encounter that, um, when you're pitching and when you're putting yourself in vulnerable situations where you're sharing something, you know, that's close to your heart and you get that type of response is, you know, trying to separate yourself a little bit of remembering that really what they're saying no to is maybe the word they're not saying no to me as a human. And I'm excited that I get to try again. Yeah. I get to show up and try again. Yeah. That, that courage and grit and perseverance of, um, you know, that, that I have to keep growing. Right. And, and knowing, right. Knowing your worth and also knowing there may be something I need to grow through Right. To be ready for this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, talking about courage, right? You and I have had this conversation multiple times. Of, I've said, yeah. Antonetta, if if we are going to represent someone, it's like courage has to be the foundation. Like there's a reason yeah. that we stay bold and brave. <laughs> yes. Cultivating yes. courage is what is required for us to be able to step into the media and stepping on stage and you know, standing in a room full of corporate leaders or in a corporate space that was not made for us and saying that we belong here, right? Like that is what is required. And so the work that you're doing is so critical and is so important. And I'm, I'm hoping that 
more and more individuals because you and I have talked about like there are so few of us that have actually taken a course in courage. Yep. And yep. you have you have a specific gifting and you have a call, you know, that's been placed on your life to teach people how to do this yep. on an ongoing basis. And I, you know, I believe that that's also how we create a more just and joyful world is by equipping everyone to cultivate courage continuously. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And you've helped so much as I've right connected the diversity, equity, and inclusion with okay, courage is this big missing piece. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about, right, the, the courage to say, kind of the courage to hear no, but also the courage to be patient. So can you tell us a little bit, just especially in your field and especially for, right, those who want to shine brightly and they're like, but nobody sees me yet. Yes. Um, Yes. Can you give some recommendations and, and just share a little bit about the importance of patience? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's so, um, I know, I know clients don't love when I say, <laughs> Hey, it's coming, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. coming. You know, I need you to just, I need you to hang on. I need you to, I need you to rest. I need you to be patient. I know that that's a difficult thing. And I think sometimes what we, um, you know, what we sort of don't consider, right. Because it's not the world that we're operating in every single day is that, you know, I ask, I, I remind myself of this and I remind myself our clients of, you know, journalists have a job, event organizers and bookers have a job, yeah. uh, you know, corporate partners have a job. Each, each one of those individuals has their personal and professional priorities that they're working through every single day. And they have their own timelines, right, that they have to adhere to. And so when we are, you know, when we are pitching journalists, when we are, you know, talking, we're trying to pitch ourselves for that keynote, right, land that great speaking engagement. Um, yeah. Or we're, we're looking at, we want to partner with a corporation to bring programming inside of, of an organization. Um, you know, sometimes our timeline, actually is <laughs> not the same timeline that they have. And so there is this sort of, you know, I think patience and then also remembering that there's some consent that has to happen here, right? Sometimes we, we miss that part when we are reaching out and we're pitching and we're talking with them of like the other person has to consent to have this conversation too. They need to consent to the partnership as well. And so, you know, I, I would encourage everybody to remember that whenever you are working on, I want to be seen, I want to be seen, I want to be seen is that you have your timeline and somebody else has theirs. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing when those timelines align, but there is a, there's a way for us to still be present yes. and on those individuals radar, right? Yes. It looks like showing up consistently. It looks like, you know, when, when we do have a really juicy angle or hook or programming for them, not being afraid to share it or believing that we're going to inconvenience them in doing so, but it's yep. consistently showing up and believing that the timeline will eventually overlap and the opportunity will unfold. Right. And that's the, that is speaking to this, this idea of the Kairos time and the Kronos time, which I think that Jenny O'Dell in her book, saving time does an incredible mm. job um, of, of sort of educating all of us on. Thank you. And this really ties in with our theme of receive the ease of, and you and I talk a lot about this, 
sometimes we want things so bad, but if you push it right, um, you know, or even if you have a feeling or the conversation's not right, uh, usually that's a sign that this actually isn't ease and this may not be the right time. And so I just want to highlight that, that that's even helped me and how I approach my speaking and, and different partnerships. Of It should be ease. Both parties should be really excited. Um, both parties should be willing, right, to engage and, and do things like sign the contract. It's just different things. And we've experienced, right, anytime it's been too difficult, that yeah. it, there was something behind it that, oh, we probably shouldn't have done this. And now you know, we have conversations. I emailed you yesterday, like, yes, I'm going to receive the ease. I'm doing this yes. a, a different way. And so I just want to highlight that it can apply to so many aspects of your personal and professional life. Of If you're always, right, exhausted, or you always don't want to do something, yeah. how can you delve deeper into what what's going on here? Something's wrong. Yeah. No. And I, I, oh my gosh, I love that you, you know, shared that and said that. And I think, you know, um, I, I have noticed that for myself. I've noticed that with, you know, clients um, of this, you know, getting to a place where it just feels like you're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing. Right. And then you end up in this place where you're, where you're completely exhausted and you, you know, and, and again, it's, I, I like to think of it too, as, you know, we, we have to be more attached to the journey than we are the outcome and what the journey is going to reveal and create for us than what the actual outcome is. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's also, you know, when we're more attached to the journey, the outcomes are even more beautiful than whatever we could have fathomed. Right. And, and, yeah. you know, and there is a component of, I realize I'm saying these things and, you know, probably some listeners are like, that's nice and all. And again, <laughs> It does. To me, it does require some component of faith. And whether that is, you know, whether that is faith in God or, or faith in universe or faith in yourself, right? There's a component of faith of trusting that what's for you is actually going to unfold for you. And sometimes the timing of it is just, you know, wild and unexpected and not what maybe seemed ideal to you, right? Is maybe yes. not what you wrote down in your annual plan, right? Yes. <laughs> How many times have we seen, you know, this sort of plans dashed, right? But I think that, you know, in terms of receiving the the ease is that I always look for reciprocity in partners, reciprocity yes. yep. in all the relationships that I'm in, right? So yep. um, I had a beautiful exchange with one of the top uh, magazines yesterday. They, you know, had reached out to us, a new editor came on board and they were like, Kristen, we want to can you tell us about all of the beauty or fashion clients that you're representing right now? We want to fit them into our pages. And I had shared a story with them of saying, I remember more than a decade ago when I first started out, I sat down with these two people at your magazine. And one was the editor in chief at the time. And I was absolutely terrified. I was so nervous because I was a baby publicist. What do I know? Oh my gosh, I'm sitting down with an editor in chief, right? Um, and I'm just thinking of, you know, uh, Devil Wears Prada, that that's what I'm <laughs> down with. Um, and, you know, and they were two of the most lovely individuals and made me feel so welcome and so seen and so hurt so quickly. And I've never forgotten that. And so I had the opportunity when that individual reached out yesterday to say, hey, and I just want to let you know, I'm so excited that you're on board and you're in the midst of incredible humans. I'll never forget this exchange. And it just ended up like creating this 
other editors started popping in. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the sweetest note. Like tell <laughs> all your clients, we're going to get them in. Like we're going to get your clients in. And, yeah. and so just that level of reciprocity, like look for that in the relationships yes. that you're trying to build. And, you know, because that's the, we all want that, right? I love it. I, I think that's so important. And just throughout, for those who are watching, I'm just popping up um, some, some quotes throughout that are resonating. And so I would love for you to talk to me more about the Kronos and Kairos time. Um, you mentioned it and just how that fits in with all you've been sharing about, right? How do you get these wins, but be patient through the nose? So if you could share a little more about that. Yeah. So Kronos time, right, is Greek, right? So we're talking about chronological time when we're talking about Kronos. Kairos is Greek for opportune. And so, you know, I, I've thought about this a lot. Our team um, has, has actually been in the process of reading Jenny O'Dell's Saving Time, and I can't recommend that book enough. Um, but, you know, early on, Jenny is talking about this, this idea, this concept of, of Kairos and, and Kronos time, and a sort of light bulb went off for me as someone who was often working off of timelines and plans, right? <laughs> of, of course, of course there's an opportune time and of course there's a Kronos time. And I think a lot of times what actually happens is that we're more married to the Kronos, the chronological clock yeah. than we are to the Kairos opportune clock of what is, you know, again, of, of what is actually most opportune for us in a, in a particular moment. And so I'll give you a couple of examples of this is that I think in, you know, sometimes when we're mapping out a specific visibility timeline, right? Mm -hmm. We have the, this is how it would go in a perfect world. And then sometimes I have seen those timelines in the process of implementing them. I've seen them scrapped and nothing will happen for six months. And then all of a sudden opportune time will happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll just be like this, you know, I, I just kind of feel like it's like this supernova explosion moment, right? And so you know, it's, it is hard to be patient while you're waiting for that Kairos time to unfold, right? For the opportune time to unfold. And um, what I've noticed is that when we're sort of committed to the, to the opportune time and receiving the ease of allowing things, you know what, I'm just going to like, I sent that invitation. I sent that pitch. It was stellar. And I'm going to let it sit there and bake for a bit. The cake will rise. <laughs> will rise if I let yes. it. Right. And so, so, so I think that sometimes we're, you know, in, in an effort for us to create things that are, um, you know, that, that are impactful. Um, we can get really obsessed with trying to bake the quick, the cake as quickly as possible. But the yes. reality is, is that five minutes in, it's still going to be mush. Right. So we got to let it cook. And it's going to smell up the room. And it's going to smell incredible the closer that it gets. Yes. And then there's going to be that opportune time, right? Cha-ching. I, I love that. Um, I'm a baking person. I like to make funnel cakes and banana nut bread and random stuff. And you can put that toothpick in as many times as you want before it's ready. And you're going to get, nope, nope, right? Or you can take it out early and ruin it. Yeah. Right. You can take it out early and ruin yes. this thing that's going to be beautiful yeah. in 10 more minutes or like you said, 10 more days or woo, it may be 10 months. Or yeah. It could 
10 years yes before we see the fruit of the seeds we're sowing today yeah and are we willing to wait on that dream even if it takes 10 years yeah. even if it's not for us and a it's a dream for our kids mm. is that something or someone else in our family or one of our friends are we willing to wait and i take notes for those who are Combo with IFL people, you know, I'm taking notes and I just connected what you were just sharing with what you shared before about the journey, mm. right? And I love that, that Trina had talked about this too. So I'll put it back up that we have to be more attached to the journey than the outcome, because the beautiful thing about whatever the baking the cake is in your life right now is yeah. often it's the journey that's going to take you to new heights. It's not actually yeah. right that thing. It's actually the 20 things you're going to do that you didn't expect it to do, do because of that thing. And that's going to birth something completely different and even beg better, bigger than you could ever imagine. Yes, yes. And I, I feel uh, compelled to share this right now. I um I've been in a, I don't know if anybody here is a butterfly person. I was not personally a butterfly person. <laughs> um, I have become a butterfly person, but I didn't grow up loving butterflies, being really visually drawn to them. Um, I didn't feel any sort of special connection with them. And then, um, and then earlier this year, I felt like I was going through what I kept calling my caterpillar season. Mm. maybe some of you are, are literally in the caterpillar season too. Maybe you're moving through it, right? Maybe you look back and you're like, that was a caterpillar season, but I was in a caterpillar season earlier this year where I felt like everything was moving. I was just, I was just inching along, just barely inching to the point where I was like, am I moving? Is this even happening right now? <laughs> right. Is anything happening. And I remember thinking, of, you know, I just sort of had this realization where I was walking outside one day and, um, and all of a sudden I opened the door and I had never seen a butterfly in front of our townhome before. I've I, I haven't seen any butterflies around here. And all of a sudden I open the door and I walk outside and I see this huge blue butterfly chilling on the grass. <laughs> and it was just like the, I'm a woman of faith. And so I, I just felt like in that moment, God was saying to me of everything can change in an instant. Look at the butterfly. Yes. And I, I, you know, started connecting lots of dots and going, oh my gosh, I feel like a caterpillar right now. And a, caterp a caterpillar's perspective is pretty singular, right? We know the ground. That's pretty much it. We don't have this perspective of the butterfly of like, we get to land on the ground and we get to fly and, you know, and, and, and we can, we can sort of go as much and, and, and as often as we'd like. And, you know, I started really digging into um, the, the process of metamorphosis, right? I was yes. just, I, was, I became pretty obsessed with this of, um, I, I don't know if you could say it was just out of desperation of, oh my gosh, is this caterpillar? <laughs> going to end. I, this is me. There is hope. There is right. hope. Um, but I started digging into that process. And what I found when I was researching was that, you know, caterpillars will often be in the cocoon, you know, anywhere from two to four weeks, except that if there are harsh conditions, the caterpillars can literally wait years 
to come out of the cocoon and they will wait for conditions to improve and be right before they burst forth. And what I, you know, I started reading even further and it was talking about everything that kind of happens in there and Caterpillar's body literally breaking down into soup. And I remember when I read the line about the soup, I thought, oh my gosh, no wonder everything feels so painful for me right now. I'm soup. I am sitting in a cocoon as soup. I don't have a structure. I don't have a body yet. I don't have any of that sort of stuff. And as somebody who appreciates those things, I was, I was like, no wonder everything literally feels mushy in my life. And what I was sitting with is that I am, I am in the process of becoming something new, right. Of becoming this butterfly. And so I, I wanted to share that story here to say, because the butterfly is the representation of Cairo's time, right? Yes. And I think that, yes. you know, each one of us, I've watched, I've, I've watched you even too, Antonetta, right? Like I've watched every single one of our clients have their caterpillar and butterfly <laughs> moment and repeat, repeat, repeat. Yes. Yes. Right. That, that, that there are seasons and often we always want the sun. We always want the summer, the bright thing, but even in our lives, right? Just year to year, there are seasons, there are times, right? To reap, to sow, to gather. Um, And I love, you know, we haven't talked about this, but that was a beautiful analogy. I love bears and hibernation. Mm. Right. And that concept, and it's very similar to the caterpillar that you need these times of ease and rest. Um, And and when you talked about, you know, just this, um, just this puddle, I thought of even a puddle of tears, right? Sometimes you need to cry and grieve and mourn this, this past self because you're going into this new season. And so, yeah, that kind of soup analogy made me think of that puddle of tears and, I just really appreciate you encouraging those that are listening that if you're going through this, right, that is actually a sign that you are about to emerge into something wonderful. And so we need to start cheering and celebrating when we go through these cocoon or caterpillar seasons. Yeah. And what's been so beautiful is that I have seen butterflies everywhere ever since. I got seated at a restaurant. I look up and there's a butterfly mural painted in front of me. (laughs) You know, I, um, someone gave me a gift uh, and they had, they did not know the butterfly story as I refer to it. And um, it was a devotional and there's butterflies and across all over the front of it. And I have just had these, you know, reminders all along the way. I, you know, to me, I've looked at it as, you know, of, of, of God sort of signaling of like, look, everything can change in an instant. And yes. I, those butterflies come to me every single time I sort of need that reminder. And so I just, you know, again, I think that there's a, our sort of reframe on yes. the cocoon is to be celebrated, right? The soup season celebrate the soup season even if our celebration begins with grief yes yes that that is so beautiful just our world um our world has gone through so much in the past few years right and and especially with covid and you think right we all had to go into this like go and go and rest, go and not be around people season. And unfortunately, a lot of people have come out 
depressed or going through mental health or addiction and other things. And so it's just also, I think, so important to have a community where you can have these conversations. And that's why, right, on Conversations with I Follow the Leader, we talk about such a broad range of things. And it is because right, to reach those of a different feather, because we believe those of a different feather can soar together. And so I love the butterfly analogy. We do a lot. We have the birds because instead of soaring on our own, right, birds all, they go in community. They don't fly alone. And so I just so appreciate you for this conversation. Um, If anyone has any questions for Kristen, you are welcome whether you're listening or watching to share them and tag her and we will link all of her information in the chat. But I would love Kristen for you to just share any parting words with the the brave and the bold voices who are watching or, or listening today. Or again, it may be an opportune time. It may be five years from now that someone's listening to this message and that often happens. Yeah, that I honestly, Antona, that I think that's the word is mm-hmm. that, you know, I think when we are committed to showing up for even the one that the world Ooh. changes, like the world changes when we show up for the one and we don't know. So like, like you said, we don't know what this conversation is going to mean or, or, or do or offer someone today, t- 20 years from today, t- t- yes. you know, a month from today. And so I think, again, like you said, that's when we have that level of commitment, because I know all of us, right? Part of it is social media, media, you know, in all of its forms has in a lot of ways opened our eyes to the scale of impact and to the reach that is available. And at the same time, I think one of the things we're missing is that we are more focused on reaching the millions than we are the person who's literally sitting right in front of us saying, help me. Yes. And I'm like, when we can show up and, and focus our time and energy on the person who's right in front of us saying, you're, you're the answer to my literal prayer, then that creates such ridiculous ripple effects. Right. And so you don't, that person could end up being the decision maker at XYZ organization next year and says, you know what, Ansonetta, you changed my life. I'm everybody that's inside this organization is going to be, we got to bring you in. Right. Yeah. So that, that, I think that's it. You said the word. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you meant to connect all of this, but what I just wrote in my notes was one, are you willing to show up for the one? Are you willing to show up for the one great, what I call a courage contemplation question. And so those who get courage candy, get excited because next week it's going to be all about Kristen and this talk. So Get ready, Courage Candy people. But um, yes, because just that courage contemplation question, are you willing to show up for the one? I'm like, yes, this has to be Courage Candy. Yes, I have to share more about this conversation. But when you said ripple effects, I immediately thought of the butterfly effect. Mm. I immediately thought of the butterfly effect. And it literally says in in, in chaos theory, it's the sensitive dependence on initial conditions in which a small change in one state can result in large differences in a later state. Antoinette, I'm about to jump up out of my chair and start dancing running around this room. I can't right now. 
so wow like you just y'all we, we didn't plan this but it yeah. all connected right if you're willing to help the one it can have a butterfly effect and actually help the world and so woo, we are going to end on that note i just I love, I love you, Kristen. I love this conversation. And again, for those who maybe weren't here at the beginning, this is episode 56, Receive the Ease with Kristen Carver-Smith. And you actually got to see in real time what receiving the ease actually looks like. That this all came full circle because we were willing to show up, right? Even for the one. If it's one to 100 to 1 million that listen, right? We were willing to show up and show up live today, which most podcasts do not go live um, because of how many people listen after. But just thank you, Kristen. We will link all of the information. But if you can just tell us um, where can people find you and then we're going to link it as well. Yes, people can find us at thenewfashion.co and connect with us there. Awesome. Thank you so much. And make sure tomorrow we will be releasing episode 57. And it's going to be a courageous leadership Q&A with none other than Kristen Carver-Smith. Tune in and to learn more about episodes and get caught up, go to ifollowtheleader.com slash conversations. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Conversations with I Follow the Leader. We appreciate you. Be sure to subscribe to receive new episode alert. To learn more about the firm, go to ifollowtheleader.com. I also want to encourage you Whether you're a change agent or leader, you can be a part of the solution. Now let's go make a positive impact and push the pace of progress. The world needs us.